a three, a two, a ten. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's a me, Yemi the Ferretier, with another episode of Film Freaks. That's right, the podcast all about movies and yeah, movies. <laughs> I don't know what else I'm gonna say. Uh, we have a few updates before we get started, and then we'll get everyone into the conversation here. There is a official Film Freaks Gmail account. Why do you have a Gmail account? Well, you see, after Coco's recommendation, he's the fourth one on the list, I believe, uh, we are going to do a fan-voted movie review. Uh, just like Kylex Plays did the first one, someone will be able to do the fifth one. And essentially, we'll have as many people who want to send us an email, and then I'll put it in a list. We'll pick four movies from the list, put it in a poll, and you could possibly have the recommendation of that week. The Gmail is ff.filmfreaks with a z at gmail.com. If you want to, you can send us messages, uh, dick pics, um, movie reviews, everything like that. And so make sure uh, you, you get in on that action. We already have two submissions. Two submissions, and I'll reveal who they are once that week comes around. The poll will go live before we record the episode where we're supposed to announce the winner. So look for that uh, probably in a month or so. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I, of course, am Yummy the Ferret. You know me from YummyCast, Fubar Ferret, my YouTube channel, streaming, whatever, doesn't matter, uh, a.k.a. Yummy. I'm also here with... Hi, guys. My name is Nick, a.k.a. Greedy Waffle, and I am Yummy's friend. Hey, I'm Tay. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I am Coco, and I yeet. There we go. We got Coco, Tay, and Nick, along with myself, Yebby the Ferret. So, today's movie was recommended by me. Oh, oh it was such an honor. Uh, so, I decided to uh, recommend Fury, which is from 2014. It was directed by David Ayer, or Ayer, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. This isn't a podcast about grammar. This is a podcast about movies. <laughs> it stars Brad Pitt, Logan Learman, John Berthenol, and our favorite, Shia LaBeouf. And it's all about a allied tank pushing through in the European theater. There's many battles to be had. And eventually they end up hopelessly outnumbered, as this website says, outgunned and saddled with an inexperienced soldier. And uh, they have to fight their way through Nazi Germany. That's right. The land of Hitler. So, I guess I'll start off with, I am glad that I recommended this movie because I haven't seen it since it came out. And now I know that I don't want to see it again. (laughs) (laughs) I am with you on that one. I don't need to see it again either. I agree. I didn't Uh, hate it, but I just like how I... uh, well, I got the digital or the box cover, and it's like the best movie since Private Ryan, or it's mm-hmm. like the best war film since Private Ryan. I'm like, after watching that, I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when it came out, a lot of people were comparing it to Saving Private Ryan, and it's 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 a fair comparison. They're two war movies. They're gritty. They just have a one has a tank and one has just soldiers, and I think that it's good to compare these movies because I want to start off with the with the CGI in, in this movie, in Fury. If you go back and watch Saving Private Ryan, there are so many scenes with practical effects where bullet holes are actually punching through shirts and, you know, bombs are actually exploding. 
and you get to this movie, and sure, there's there's a few practical effects in there, but one scene in particular stood out to me with lazy CGI, and that's a scene where they're moving into the town, and the grandpa guy gets shot in the face, and a machine gun starts opening up right in front of these American soldiers, and they all just kind of flop over with no, like, bullet marks on them, no blood splatter, no nothing. I'm like, that just seems so lazy to me. And there's other parts in the movie, of course, that I could example too. But that was the one that stood out to me the most in just like, you could have done a practical effect there, but you didn't. Exactly. Um, Through that the movie, I'm going to say for 2014, there was definitely better CGI that they could have used. And um, also like with bullet holes. They barely had that in the movie. A lot of people just died you know, off screen or just like one freaking effect that happened there. And then when they're shooting from the tank, <laughs> it looked a lot like they were shooting lasers to another to another tank yeah. and, or shooting lasers from a gun to, to one laser. And then when they were ricocheting, like, doop, doom. It's like, I'm not sure how this worked. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I that noticed... Was the, the laser thing, that was the tracer bullet that they mentioned. The fire, there's like... Four bullets and then the tracer bullet just so you can see what you're shooting. Mm-hmm. So the laser wasn't an actual bullet. It was so they could see where they're shooting. The bullets were before that. Mm, that's true. But yeah, the, go ahead. One thing I noticed was uh, it, you could only see bullet holes and crazy like blood splatter and stuff like that after the action happened. So let's take the last scene into effect. We won't we won't talk about it right now because that's a, you know, a little bit of spoiler. We'll do that more towards the end. But yeah. the last scene... The tank's being hammered with gunfire and stuff like that, and all the scenes where you look around the tank with the camera, it doesn't really look like there's much damage. And then the you know the sun comes up and it's all like birds chirping, and you see the tank and it's like covered in bullet holes. There's paint chipped mm-hmm. everywhere. The it's burned, you know, stuff like that. So I just it's very strange, very strange. I don't you know watch a lot of war movies, so like, I didn't really actually notice the bad CGI. I mean there was maybe yeah like the grandpa one does stand out now you mention it but i figure that's because he can't you know an old man probably would be severely injured if he used a plaster cap so i could see them going yeah we'll just cgi it but other than that like it didn't really stand out to me like my biggest problem with the movie was it's just it was definitely not a feel-good movie yeah <laughs> well i mean re- really neither was saving private ryan but i feel like saving private ryan ended up like the it's hard it's i can't find the right words right now but it ended up like the characters actually grew. The characters you actually started to like them as you went through them. Even the harder characters who were harder to like, you started to enjoy towards the end. And I guess there's one character at the end that I really still hated throughout the movie. But other than that, like the, you grow and these characters grow so naturally throughout the experience. And uh, you know this era of oh, who's this Ryan guy? And they got to go save him. And what's going to happen? And you know it was such a well written movie. While this one, I feel like. The none of the was, characters was were likable. Yeah, n- none of the characters were likable, even up to the end. Even when um, the Punisher, I'll call him, was you know confessing his love for the <laughs> for the new guy. Um, that uh, I just couldn't find them any of them likable. And one thing that stood out to me was that the the main character, whose nickname is eventually Machine, his character arc is like it's a it's like a solid line, and then it just dips. It just goes into a right angle. Yes. All through the movie, he's like, oh, yes. I don't want to kill anyone. Oh, my God, I can't kill anyone. Then all of a sudden, he shoots two Germans who are burning alive, and he talks to War Daddy. He's like, oh, it felt so good. And I'm like, oh, he's probably just saying that to you know, appease War Daddy. But in the next scene, he's yelling about, ah, die, you 
pigs you know it's so, like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, agree. I uh i thought that, the same thing that he was just saying you know just to like go oh yeah it felt good but then it was when they blew up his his lady friend that's when he signed went, you know fuck nazis <laughs> um yeah i mean i thought like everyone I mean it cheers to them because they were they took it in a different direction i was like when that scene happened where he shot the burning germans and everyone's like Everyone in the tank are like, should just let them burn. Like, I thought they were going to hate on him even more. I was like, oh, man, here we go. He did the wrong thing. And after, you know, he was just taught, you know, hey, kill Germans no matter what. So I thought they were going to go be like, oh, you, you're an asshole. You're like, you did this. Like, why did you do that? But I'm really glad they didn't. So I'll give them credit on that. You know, I almost thought then that was his reason for wanting to kill those two. Is like, oh, they're suffering. Let me put them out of their misery at the very least. Which would have made more sense for him as a character because of what we've seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then he just takes a right turn and suddenly he's just like, I have to kill all the Nazis. Every single one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we're at this part, uh, the main part of this movie that bugged me the most is literally the scenes that we're talking about right now. This whole town. Like, we didn't need that scene. We could have, like, skipped, you know, like, 25 minutes, 35 minutes of, you know, him meeting the girls, you know. Uh, it's just, like, that part just annoyed me, and it was so boring, too. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my opinion, but I well, just did not like that whole idea of the scene. It was just so dumb. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that, especially when I first saw it back when <laughs> I was just coming out of high school. I was like, this is dumb. But when I watched it again, it's just like, this is really forced character progression yes i just i Mm -hmm. felt like they were pushing these characters a little bit too far and it just didn't seem natural to me yeah it's just like i know it's like supposed to be awkward because you know they're americans and they're the girls are german but it was just like it was like just awkward the whole time and they're then especially when the guy was like oh go have sex you know it's like it's just like what (laughs) it's just then then the rest of the crew comes in oh my god that's where it just tipped me over i was just like oh my goodness yeah especially when the whole crew comes in and the guy just starts making fun of him it was just like come on dude (laughs) no that was it from like like it did feel forced like they're trying to be like oh look even though he just forced somebody or forced machine to kill somebody he's an okay guy and you're like this seems forced but okay and then the others come in and you're just like god i really don't like any of these characters the one character i don't mind the most surprisingly was shia labeouf's character his was like the only character like really? you know what i don't wow. mind your character i like well, uh i like well, that one guy on. next to uh norman the oh, new um, kid who was the who was his what was his name uh lewis from uh ant-man <laughs> <laughs> You talking about machine? Yeah, maybe it was machine. The one Norman. that was the other. Yeah, next to Norman, the one oh. operation. Oh, next to Norman um, on uh, the Pen- other machine gun. Michael Pena or whatever his name is. Yeah, I liked him. He was cool. Gordo, that was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't mind Gordo either. On um, Tay's point of liking Shia LaBeouf, this is actually his first. This was his first movie since the, the Transformers movies, like I said in last podcast. And he came out and gave it his all in this movie, but. Why did they make him so religious? <laughs> like, it was a little bit off-putting to me. Like, I don't care if you're religious. Like, I don't care. But it seemed like every scene he was coming around, he was like, oh, you got, you got to praise Jesus. And then 
the one thing I didn't like at the end of the like the, didn't like almost one of the most things I didn't like was at the end of the movie, War Daddy throughout the whole movie's like I don't believe in any of that shit, and then all of a sudden he's like quoting Bible verses at the ends, maybe just to appease Shia LaBeouf's character, but I don't, I don't know I just I I didn't like the whole religious aspect on this one. I think I, didn't, I felt yeah. like um that was to like counterweight uh Norman like to help him out to make him feel comfortable. I think they're like, "Hell, hey, you know, he's not the only one in the war that's so religious and so new to this." No, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I think he was there like cuz he'd been in this for several years and he still was religious. Um but like just the fact that he just seemed the most sincere character. All the other characters, like, you know, the Punisher's character, he's, like, a complete dickwad. And then somebody's like, hey, I think you're a good person. Like, they tried to give him that, like, redemption or something. It's like, this doesn't seem sincere or anything. Which is why I actually, like, thought he was him. And, like I said, the, the driver was okay, too. But they, they were the ones that least seemed most sincere. And, like, okay. Yeah. And they still weren't very likable. but Yeah. I, I actually didn't mind him. But it's kind of... Um, stereotypical with like the Punisher just like being in just total douche. Um, okay, yeah, going, you're talking about uh, yeah, yeah. So the entire movie, even when he was like trying to uh, like be sincere, he was still a douche about it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what he's trying to do, and they could have gotten him to do like a much better role than just being the douche in the movie. <laughs> oh, they were all douches. True. Yeah. <laughs> But some of us do, she. True, <laughs> some were. And I think uh, I, maybe that was a commentary on wars. Like, hey, if you go, you're in war long enough, you just become a douchebag. Yeah, you know. I what they're going for. You just <laughs> don't, yeah, you just don't care anymore, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about these uh, anti-tank weapons, quote-unquote, oh, missing, thank you oh, for freaking bouncing off these tanks? I'm like, <laughs> come on, what is going on? Like, I know yeah. you can get lucky sometimes and it bounces off, but it was like uh, when they're attacking that tree line. Every shot was either bounced off or a miss. I'm like, come on, they haven't moved. They're going straight ahead, and you're telling me these tank, anti-tank crews can't hit them? Yeah, that was a little too yeah. lucky. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, there's a pan. The guy, there's like five Panzerfaust that shoot at the tank, and they all kind of miss. And then the one guy, somehow the Panzerfaust goes through the tank, and. I understand an anti, you know, anti-tank shell going through a tank like it did during the versus the Tiger tank battle. Mm-hmm. But a Panzerfaust explodes on impact. Uh, we've researched yeah. this throughout the years. I have never seen a game or real like representation of the weapon pierce through an, a, a, a tank's armor. I, I just, yeah, I, I agree with you, Nick. Like these, these shots were, or these weapons were not handled correctly. Anti-tank, but does not actually kill a tank. Logs? That'll block a bullet. Yeah. Also, metal? Nope. Nope. It's anti-tank, but yet it didn't do a very good job of stopping any tanks. <laughs> exactly. That whole tank, or that whole tree line they attacked, that that was probably the best part of the movie, honestly. Like, I really enjoyed that part. I thought it was cool. The way they were, like, picking up these men that were just, like, you know, laying on the ground know avoiding the fire which mm-hmm. another thing you know why weren't the anti-tank guns firing at the guys laying on the ground but it was cool how they were like picking them up and like you know they were all behind the tank but it was just like come on you know there's no way you're that bad of a fire <laughs> i mean you have camouflage yeah. under your side yeah. and you still can't destroy what was it four sherman or uh yeah sherman tanks yeah, three i think there was three at the time of that crossing 
Yeah, yeah because one got destroyed by that the kid because uh, Norman was wasn't gonna fire at him because he's just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was three. Yeah. Yeah. So even it even makes my point even more <laughs> true. So it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I felt like this game showed some brutal and gratuitous scenes just for the sake of it. The first one that shows up is you see the piece of the guy's face that was killed that Norman took his spot on, uh, which, I mean, you could have shown that as soon as he jumped into the tank, but they waited until he was, like, cleaning it and all bloody to look at it. Uh, I felt like that was a really weird scene. And then they show yeah. a close-up of the guy on fire after the you know his tank blew up on fire. And he shoots himself. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just showing Emma dead in the rubble, like, she's on top of the rubble perfectly, you know, just all these things that, like, they just showed him just to, I don't know, shock you, but it wasn't really shocking to me because after that first scene, it's like, okay, so half of a face on the ground, what's next, guys? Come on. Uh, I actually will say the part where the tank commander to the left of, uh, no, the main cast, can he shot like they did by the t- other tank. That was pretty cool. I yeah. wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, the, the Tiger tank battle was my favorite scene in this because they actually used real-life World War II tactics. It's kind of like with the scene with the with them attacking the forest, the tree line. Because mm-hmm. when you go up against a Tiger tank, you really do need to go around to the backside. It's not like Battlefield where you can shoot a tank wherever and it blows up. You know, you actually had to go into the rear of the Tiger tank while the Tiger tank had... You know these very impressive armor-piercing uh, rounds that would, like, like they showed, it would literally go through the metal in the Sherman tanks, making them literally pointless to use. Yeah. Um, so I felt like the tactics they used in that scene were actually really good. They did the smoke fire, and then they they, they even said um, bum rush, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't get why they didn't attack from the get-go. Like they smoked out the tank, and they could have been at least you know fifty yards, a hundred yards ahead. Like, you know, closer to the tank by the time, but they went backwards. I was like, what are you going backwards for? Just attack it, you know? Yeah. I feel, felt like there could have been the two tanks left after that, but I don't know. I'm not a tank no. commander. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, also, they had multiple chances to get a shot in. Even if, the, like, they had, all you need was one shot to a thing, and the thing would be dead. <laughs> but they didn't choose it. They kept rushing back, like, you have a queer shot. Take a shot. <laughs> I, yeah, they could have even like shot for the the tank treads. You know, yeah. like like at the end of the movie, they hit a mine and their tank is busted because you know the mine destroys the tread. It's like you could essentially, you know, paralyze it by doing that. Yeah. I did like the the German tank commander. Uh, the tiger was moving up, and the commander was like, "What are we doing? Just sit here." And then mm-hmm. you know, because it can. The turn can turn faster than than it's when it's parked, essentially. And I like that a whole idea. I was like, oh, that's pretty that good. And, but that, I guess that didn't help them out in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were going up against Brad Pitt. They didn't have a you're chance. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah, that's that was the tipping edge. Two different types <laughs> of crazy going after you. Yeah, come on. We can't kill them off just yet. Just gotta. <laughs> gotta seem a way to, to get the victory even though, I don't know, that that scene kind of bugged me there because I don't know, it doesn't seem real because if it was an actual battle I'm pretty sure they were taking the shot way earlier instead of not taking a shot at all. Killed every other tank too instead of theirs. 
Yeah, they would take a little bit longer to uh, load up the next shell when they were going against the last tank there. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm really glad uh, the tank, uh, the Tiger tank, did come at a good part because they had like multiple sh- scenes where they're just driving down the road. I'm like, oh man, here we go, just another, you know, it's the them driving Dead season three. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just another them driving down this road, and all of a sudden it was like, boom! I was like, oh, finally, because <laughs> they had that, he had that scene where I thought this scene in the beginning where they're driving down the road and there's a whole bunch of like kids older people and you know they're like watch out you know someone could ambush us you know someone could have a gun just keep your eyes open i thought something was gonna happen but then yeah, I, was me like, too. Nope. I was like oh man <laughs> build suspense for nothing <laughs> yeah, pretty much did you guys notice in the opening scene it was after like one, why is the German riding a horse? One, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the after like the artillery started falling, the movie cut the black, and I thought there was something wrong with my movie, like my disc. Did you guys think that too? Because I felt like that yeah. was just a really sharp cut that didn't really make sense. Yeah, I was like, is everything okay? <laughs> I rewinded. I was like, what the heck? I was watching it on uh, Amazon, so I didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah, the 4K I, I didn't notice either. I'm oh wait, actually, no. I know you. I know you are talking about because I do remember thinking that was a weird cut. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was a weird cut. I think it would have been a more effective opening if they, you know, it, they cut out that part with a German riding the horse because I thought that was just yeah. dumb. It was just that, to and set just up took a cinematic. So it was just a gum yeah. kill. Yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah. for the cinematic of it all and blah blah yeah, blah. It took so long. Be like, hey, Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if they had just started with artillery falling, then had them show the tank escaping the fire, and then you cut to them being safe at the at the military base, that would have been a much better opening scene, I think. You also never see a movie with a parrot. <laughs> Not, like, no matter what damage it done, it didn't seem like it affected the entire movie. <laughs> like, except yeah, for the last until scene. Until the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys like the cinematography in this one? Because I thought it was some excellent shots in this movie especially at the end where you know just all the german bodies are around the tank and it is panning upwards i felt like that was a really effective scene yeah kind of showing how yeah. you know because the tank is their home and they were defending their home and just like the tank was kind of a character in itself and like zooming out of it being like this is the last time you're gonna see the tank and he's driving away in the truck it was a really effective scene to me personally mm-hmm. i thought uh there was a lot more bodies there than they killed but I could have been wrong when it was dark. I wasn't really I, thinking about it either. I well, wasn't really. Thinking. I thought there was going to be more. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought there was yeah, too little. Too. <clears throat> like, and of course they're all like perfectly in, you know, away from the road. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, too. That's... And I, uh, and you know, maybe the Germans did something afterwards because you know there was still there after the tank war. So maybe they did something. But I mean, even the part where uh, Shia LaBeouf goes to grab a new gun off of a German, I think it was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it was. And uh, it was just like, there was no bodies around. And, I, and then it's like, zooms out, and I'm like, oh, there's bodies there now. And I'm like, oh, well, you never know. Yeah, see, it's like, in the final fight they were doing, why didn't they bring a tank? <laughs> the waste of one tank they made, you only see it once in the entire movie, but the one tank that actually, like, almost defeated them all, you don't see him ever use it again. <laughs> well, Tiger were, tanks were um, there was only like, well, yeah. Uh, well, also they broke down a lot, and I think there was only like a hundred made uh, throughout the whole war. And they were probably uh, defending Berlin. Right. Uh, well, sure. yeah. Most tanks were were huddling around Berlin or pushing back against uh, allies, and 
that was a good point because uh, you you know you don't you don't see the heavy artillery anymore because the German army is shrinking. They're using kids. They're using old men. Yeah. You know these officers are having to go out and fight themselves instead of hiding in a bunker. So I think that was a good uh, way of showing like just how desperate the Germans were at the end of the war. Well, they did the uh, no throughout the whole movie. They did that. You know, like yeah. the Americans were saying, "Why won't these bastards just give up?" And I think it was one scene where Brad Pitt was like, "Well, would you?" So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, touche." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the ending fight. I thought it was not as epic, of course, as Saving Private Ryan's, but mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. There was one or two deaths that I thought were a little bit unnecessary or happened at the wrong moment. Like, I already talked about the Panzerfaust going through the tank and killing the, the gunner. And then uh, I, I really just... Shia LaBeouf's death, it was supposed to... Like, of course it was supposed to be like, oh, shit, that just happened. But when it happened, I was like, well, that's what you what get. Was, what was <laughs> he getting? Like, well, I I, thought... It was like, here's this, and then just boom. I, was like, I thought it was, how does that not happen to Brad Pitt, like, eight times already? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the... Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but... Well, we can go ahead and spoil it. People are supposed to watch the movie before we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, So why did the sniper, like, take so long? Or, you know, like, why was it a sniper that eventually killed Brad Pitt off the gun, you know? I'm it's guessing like... the sniper was at the back, and, I mean, it was a big, huge company, and so they probably had to work him up and get him in position. That's the only logical explanation I can think of. <laughs> I have the same problem with the last scene as I did with Demolition Man, where he has a clear shot, he lines it up, and he hits him in the shoulder in a non-vital area first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like go for the head. Yeah, you would have gone for the head. Also, he uh, was shot a lot of times, but he kept doing everything just fine. <laughs> it's like the yep. amount of times. Like, shot, yeah. shot, yeah. shot, 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 shot. Well, he oh, did oh, get oh, shot by the sorry. pistol, too. I think you're right. Yeah, mm. because before the sniper part game, he got shot by the pistol, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, he, he got did. shot in the arm. Yeah, so, that, yeah. so he took that. four freaking bullets before, mm. and then lived right after. <laughs> so it was like crazy. Mm. Well, not lived, sprinkled some cocaine on his cut, and that's what got him going. Exactly. <laughs> Need some cocaine in the blood. <laughs> I will say, though, it, the battle started in, like, dusk, I want to say. And then all of a sudden it went pitch black. I was yeah, like, it was a little jarring how fast it just went. I was totally like, dark. no, it didn't go dark and then pitch black. No, it just went from light to pitch black. I was yeah. like, what the heck? Yeah. It's almost and like I, they shot the scene where they blew up the barns yeah. before that happened, and then they took a long time to set up the next scene. And by the time it was like already dark or something. Well, they did mention how it was gonna be dark when the battle started, but I was like, oh, I was expecting it to be like pitch black like it started i mean i'd rather have just been you know started pitch black and ended pitch black not start and then next scene it's like well man you know someone shot the lights out it's like what <laughs> someone shot the sun i don't know also in the tank as you can see from the top it was still light out in the thing you could see the light but you, know, you open the lid and everything's everything's dark <laughs> i didn't notice that but you're you were absolutely right <laughs> I'm like, yeah. choose! Choose what you're gonna do! <laughs> Why did it take so long for that patrol to get him? I mean, that Norman only went, like, not even a mile up. But, you know, they had enough time to set the burning body on the tank, you know, <laughs> put the guns where they wanted, <laughs> have smokes in the tank, and sing. Did they sing or make their no, own they, they drink wine. They drink. 
Yeah, they drank, and it was like like an hour passed by the time yeah. Germans actually got to the tank and on top of the tank. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they were marching pretty fast. and Yeah. Although, I mean, a... sorry, I will take armies moving slower. Because my biggest problem is in movies when armies move like hundreds and hundreds of miles in like a day. And it's like, uh, armies don't move that fast. <laughs> Two towers? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like they weren't even like a mile away. And then like they wouldn't have had that much time to do what they did if the troops were even a mile away, you know. Yeah, Unless Norman's up. like a really, really fast runner. But... <laughs> Clerks How are known for being up fast. to that scene, though? Because mm-hmm. he's eating those K rations for what seems like five years in movie time. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, I don't care about how, you know, authentic the K rations look. I, I just don't care. <laughs> I was thinking he was just going to get shot because he wasn't even looking around. He was just looking at his food as he eats. I'm like, okay, this guy's dead. He's, he's a horrible lookout. <laughs> well, luckily the Germans were singing. Yeah, luckily. Um, we have more park convenience than actual event. <laughs> yeah, well, and he didn't pick a very good spot either. I mean, I know he kind of went in the trees, but there was like that giant opening, like mm-hmm. something like parked there and like knocked down the bushes and shrubs. And then he just decided to hide in that. I was like, geez. And I was maybe since they were singing, I was like, no way these Germans see him. I was, so I don't know. Exactly. Especially because he's running down a road that's, like, open. Like, we saw the scene. They they showed the entire area. It's wide open where he ran down from. Well, he actually ran down on the right-hand side in the field because that's where he... Because he came around that tree line. So... That, that was a weird was. thing to me. I thought that I thought he was running towards the tank. The tank was looking towards that hill, and he was running towards it. But he ended up running, coming around from behind the tank. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. I was kind of like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. It was a lot of weird scenes. <laughs> I would say go back and watch it again, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, the last point I had to make, um, none of these actors, maybe except for the main, the you know, the new kid, felt like actual war tankers, felt like actual mm-hmm. soldiers to me. Um, I don't know if it's just because they chose so many famous people to shove into this movie, but I just, I don't know. It really just yeah. felt like they were acting as tankers instead of actually being the tankers. Like, when you yeah. watch Saving Private Ryan, those guys feel like soldiers. They look like soldiers. Even Tom Hanks. Do you know Tom Hanks? He's done so many movies. Mm-hmm. He puts on an entire new character, and he actually seems like that sergeant. And, it, and this movie just fails at that almost completely. Yeah. Other soldiers who show up? Yeah, they're fine. They're, they look like soldiers. They, they act like soldiers. They talk mm-hmm. like soldiers. But the guys inside that tank, I don't, I don't see them as soldiers. Yeah, I I thought um, Brad Pitt was actually pretty good. And, I mean, I I, I I will say that he you know looked pretty, quote unquote, like throughout the whole movie. Every time they showed a scene of him, he was like all clean and like his hair was perfect. I was like, like you're in war, dude. I know you got like a little shower when you went to that little town with the, with the girls, but I was like, no way your hair stays like that, especially with putting on like the helmets. And, you know, closing that lid and being inside that tank. He but... doesn't ever wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uses no, he a lot put of product. A on. No, he put a helmet on. Every time mm-hmm. they went to war. He oh, the put... little tanker helmet, yeah. Yeah. Okay. During that was... uh, tanker scene. Yeah, I just noticed most of the time when other the other people would put helmets on, he was not wearing a helmet most of the time. <laughs> yeah. I guess that one guy who was in the tank that got his head blown off should have probably worn a helmet. I don't think he was <laughs> wearing a helmet, actually. Yeah. 
I don't think it would have been mad, though. <laughs> no, apparently in this movie, every shot ricochets. Yeah. True. That's a point. <laughs> okay, anyone else have anything else they want to say or talk about about the movie? Not Final very, thoughts? actually. You ready to move on? Oh, I, I do want to say one thing is, maybe I missed it, but why was Norman a hero? <laughs> like, at the end of the movie. Yeah, like, that's what I'm wondering, too. <laughs> well, it was implied that they killed enough Germans to hold them back from getting to that medical area, or whatever it was that uh, yeah. they were heading to. Oh, so uh, they, so, like, half-killed, like, the platoon, or whatever it's yeah, called? I think the Germans okay. were in weak enough numbers that they couldn't, you know, take the place, or maybe they stalled them long enough that the, the soldiers were able to get away, retreat a little bit, and, and fortify. Uh, maybe. So that's why they were maybe. calling him a... Oh, uh, a, a hero. Yeah. Could, I, 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 I agree with the enemy's assessment there. Uh, I, I think it's bullshit, bullshit that uh, the German I, I know kid what's coming. Yep. The German <laughs> kid didn't kill him. I, yeah. But... It is entirely BS. Like, I don't know, because you would think that like that German kid is having the same talks as, as Norman is, right? Like, you know, yeah. these guys are the enemy. You need to shoot and kill them no matter what. If they're kids, they're adults, etc., etc., and you would think that the German army, full of Nazis, that should be like the number one thing in that kid's head. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how the Germans gained power was they just, you know, they 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 took over through through fear tactics and and mental play. And you would you would have think that that kid would have been like, hey, there's an American guy under here, let's capture him. But I guess not. Um, the way I figure it is, he was just he was pretty much he was supposed to be the german equivalent of norman where he would just yeah. like draft it or something and he's just like hey this kid looks just like me i'm just going to let him be i mean as soon as i saw it i went right back to the beginning scene where norman didn't shoot the kid that ended up blowing up the for the leading right. tank so i that soon i was like oh it's just one of you know like kids are going to be kids i guess you could say it or you know, I don't know, man. That kid was looking under that tank for so long. I thought another German was going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, why didn't anyone ask what he was doing? <laughs> and, like, someone's like, did you find anything? And he was like, and he just kept walking. But it's like... You would think like, that more Germans would check under that tank, too. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Not just one kid. Nah, yeah, it's just, oh, you know, that uh, little Jimmy over there got it, you know. He won't, he, he sees all of those Americans, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just amazing that the Germans didn't think about looking under there, too, you know? Like, don't all tanks have escape hatches like that? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Maybe not. Not in Germany. Maybe not. I mean, hey, Norman didn't even know it was there the whole time in that tank, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we ready to give our final thoughts on the movie and our rating? Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. Who wants to go first? You go first. It's your movie. Oh, yeah. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, Fury 2014, uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm glad that I recommended this movie because I've been waiting to uh, re-watch it, but now that I've watched it again, I know that I don't want to watch it again. There was just too much in the in the movie that I felt wasn't really historically accurate. I couldn't get in with, you know, get into the characters, and really the only things that shown in this movie were like the actual World War II tactics and the a lot of the battle scenes which is a stark difference from saving private ryan where i feel like the character stuff and then the downtimes in that movie really help the movie where in this one in fury it really subtracts from the movie uh and then also uh i I would say i liked shia labeouf in this movie but i just can't because his character was very forced and i'm a fan of shia labeouf i'll admit it but 
I just didn't like him in this role. And in the end, I'm giving it a 1.5 out of 5. Wow, it's low. <laughs> I get that. Um, right. For me, I'll give I'll give it a like a, a 2.5 or 3 out of 5. Like I don't know all the you know I'm not a enough of a historical buff to notice all the historical faults. The character characters while unlikable. Actually, no, no, never mind. I take it back. Yeah, two. I give it a two. <laughs> I also yeah, forgot I, to mention the CGI turned me off in this movie too. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. All right, I'll go. Um, Fury. I think the idea was there. Like, I'll best way to say it. It was like. A for idea, but F for final product. Um, I like the whole idea. Like I like the where they wanted to go with the movie, but the way they did it and the way it was ended up on cinema, I don't think it just didn't. It didn't just appeal to me. You know, they tried to make it. You know, like oh, you know, the war is tough. You know, the Americans are going through a tough time trying to push through, killing kids. You know, it's going to be tough. But I don't. I just I didn't feel that throughout the movie. And it did have cool parts, like the tank commander getting shot up and blown up. That was kind of cool. But um, just that whole 35 minutes of them in that town with the two girls just turned me off. Like, I wanted to turn off the movie right at that point. Like, I was just so done with it. So I'm going to give it, I'll give it a two out of five. Um, For this movie, I have mixed feelings because... In the CGI, I was disappointed. Some scenes were like, it was like, oh, someone died. I was like, oh, the woman I like died. He got, he got over it pretty fast. He, like, he was one scene to like, they were very forcing that douche. And so overall, I did not watch movie and hear interviews. It was not that good. They could have done so much better with the movie because the idea was great. It's, yeah, but exactly when Nick said the final product was just not that good. So. I'll give it a 1.5 out of 5. Well, I'm glad I wasn't the lowest, but I think <laughs> I think we all had a general the same thoughts on the movie. But like I said, I, I am glad that I recommend it because it's a movie that's been on my mind recently uh, with all with like Midway coming out and stuff like that. So I wanted to, you know, go back to it and see uh, what I what I thought about it nowadays. Because when I when I originally saw it when I was in high school, like I said, like I thought it was the bee's knees. And uh, going back now, after after all these years, it's like, yeah, well, I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we all made all right. choices as small kids. Yeah. Yep. I believe that Greedy Waffle, a.k.a. Nick, has a recommendation for us. Yes, I am this week's recommendation. So I'm kind of actually in the uh, same boat as Yemi. I saw this movie originally. The movie is actually based off the novel, a no- series, novel series. She can't speak. And it is called The Maze Runner 2014. Mm. So The Maze Runner, it is directed by Wes Ball. Some of the main cast is Dylan O'Brien, Hot Kai Hong Lee, Blake Cooper, Will Poulter, and just some of the uh, the main guy is Dylan O'Brien. And uh, they're a bunch of teenagers that arise in the center of a giant labyrinth. And uh, the youth that is dumped there before him has no memory of their previous life so they have to work through this maze with a bunch of scary monsters to try to escape this maze the reason i chose this movie like i said is because i just want to see it again i remember it being pretty good but 
like Yemi said, is, you know, things change. And uh, so, yeah, that's my recommendation. Anything else I need to include? Nope, that's perfect. Oh. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you guys uh, who are listening want to get in on the conversation about the Maze Runner from 2014. Uh, it is the just, first uh, one. Yes, just uh, watch the movie before that. We'll send, we'll we'll talk about it in uh, two weeks. That's right, two mm-hmm. weeks. All right, I think that about wraps it up. Remember, if you want to send us a film recommendation for the fan film vote, just send it over to ff. That's two f's as in Frank. Dot filmfreaks, of course, with a z at gmail.com, and we'll put you into the running. Uh, we always say make sure it's a movie that's easier to find than most. And also make sure that there's a good amount of platforms that it's on so that we don't have to buy, people don't have to buy them from Amazon or something like that and wait two weeks and then rush to watch the movie. And yeah, it should be, should be good times. After Nick is Taymation. So next episode, Tay will be recommending the movie. Anything else you guys want to say? No. 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 All right. Well, I am Yemi the Ferret and I've been here with Grady Waffle. Taymation. Coco Gamma. And we are Film Freaks. Thanks for watching. Listening. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely watching.